0: All right, bradcooney.com, would like to welcome Steelheart vocalist Milenko Matyevich. What is up, brother? What's happening? How are you? I'm good, man. First and foremost, thank you so much, man. I've been a fan of you guys for many, many, many years. 53 years old now, so I was serving the Navy, just getting out of the Navy when you guys hit it really big. Um, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about your new stuff you got coming out, this Rockin' Milan record. Just tell the listeners a little bit about that project.
1: Okay. Uh yeah, that's um, that's something we shot uh we did a video that, uh back in two thousand seventeen. It's not I mean it was ten minutes ago if yeah. you know, think about it. Exactly. Um, and um, yeah we first we did the album and then we we did the live uh, what do you call it, uh, performance and uh we filmed it and we mixed the uh the live album so we made it a live album. Uh, the crazy, the sad part of the whole thing was that, um,
0: Kenny, um, the guitar player, he passed away a month after the show. Yeah. Which was, sad. which was, um, yeah, I almost actually,
1: I almost didn't do the video, I almost canceled the whole video to be released, you know? Well, I mean, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, I, 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 I worked way through it, and, uh, and here it is, so, I uh, hope uh, everybody uh,
0: everybody enjoys it. You know, I, I watched the um, I watched one of the performances um, on YouTube, and your vo- your vocals are freaking insane, still, man. I mean, I don't know how you do it. Uh, my voice—I'm not even a singer. My voice has changed over the years. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but you sound fantastic, dude. Well, uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate the
1: compliment. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's uh, basically work your ass off, you know. No, no, uh, how would I want to say, you got to lay off the booze, you got to lay off the <laughs> drugs, you got to lay off the cigarettes, the smoke, and, uh, then maybe you got a chance to, uh, last a little while longer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's man. what it's all about. So, I never got
0: into that. that Is there anything you do, like, throughout your singing career, since the early days to now, to, um, you know, to, to protect your voice, other than the obvious, like you just said, no you know, drinking and booze and, smoke drugs and things like that but is there any like vocal exercises you do that to, to, to you know to keep your 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 your, your uh your, your vocals where they need to be
1: right yeah i mean uh a lot of like vocal exercises and then um and then theoretically ideally it's just singing all the time but um, you know nowadays it's just been so so crazy because the shows are a, a lot of fly baits you know what i mean mm. which it throws off the whole balance of everything. You know what I mean? But um, I try to uh, I try to sing as much as possible. That really helps. You know, the more I sing, the stronger I get, and the more I'm in shape. Just like any other muscle, you know, working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the Same concept. So um, that's it. I mean, that's all I've been doing. Just singing. I'm in the studio all the time. Just singing, sing, sing, sing.
0: You know, it's really. Awesome that you're still you're still creating music. I mean, that's that's so key, man. Because there's so many fans out there still um, of, of that genre and of, and of that generation, which is mine. I was you know I was 19 years old in the Navy, 20 year goals when you guys' big record came out, and it's just really freaking feels good to know you guys are still doing what you were put on the earth to do. In my opinion. Well, you know, thank you for recognizing that, and this is exactly.
1: We're not going in to punch the clock. Mm. You know, I'm not, I just, I I understand exactly what you mean, and that's not what I am. I'm not punching the clock. I'm not living on the past, you know, records, and that's all we do, go out and do a couple songs, you know, do the songs, be done with it, leave. You know, I really, I really feel, I really feel there's a whole other energy building with uh, myself and Steve Hart and I really hope everyone feels that because I want to do some great shit. I want to do more. I want to make more music, of course. We got another video coming out soon. Yeah, man. Um, and, and this is what it is, you know? I mean, as artists got to keep creating, right? That's what we do.
0: Man, I saw... And, um, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I just... I really enjoy making music, and I just... You know, and we don't have to go back... You know, to the past we could evolve and grow, and that's what life is, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to keep making music. I just, uh, I, I just encourage everyone out there to uh, support, uh, support uh, our music as well as uh, the other band that they like, because uh, it's become very um, challenging to uh, figure out. Uh, you know, the, the level of stuff that I do. I don't like to do anything. You know, just half-ass and just throw it out there. It has to be right, and that level
2: takes a lot of time, energy, and money. You know. Sure. And, and in these days, you know, when you're making these records
1: that cost a lot of money, where I, like, like the last record I went to uh, was Stockholm to record the strangers. You know. Yeah, man. And believe it, believe it or not, it was cheaper to go there than just do it here. <laughs> wow. So, uh, well, just stuff like that, you know, to be, you know, to be such a, to give so much heart, for, should I say. Um, you just all need a little more support from everyone else so you say, hey, you know what? Buy the record. It helps, it helps make more records for the future.
0: You know, the bottom line is, man, it's like, it's like any other profession. Anybody. That's a music fan should appreciate the fact that when, 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 uh, like, a, a, for example, somebody who's not a musician, let's say a, let's say a bus driver, let's say a retail worker or a hotel management, you know, they want to get paid, right? They go to work to get paid. Well, so do musicians, for crying out loud. That's what they do, you know. So all that time and effort you guys put into it, like I, I recently went to go see a Collective Soul show. Um, collective Soul. And I mean, I went to the freaking T-shirt, and I and I bought some T-shirts and some 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 of the merchandise. Not so much that I really needed it, but I knew I know how it is now that the bands re- rely on that because it's just not the same as it used to be.
1: Right? Nobody realized that. You know what I did? The last record, I hired I hired a guy to come in and we um, up and um, and live with me he lived with me for what eight months Mm -hmm. eight months or something like seven eight months and I had him he was in charge of uh, filming everything I did filming the recording of the album filming to a point of me being so sick you know working my ass off on this thing Mm. and I just wanted to I wanted to show what it takes to make a record today you know So, um, we're cutting that, we're cutting that, uh, movie for next year.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's and, a great uh, documentary type thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, I think people will really
0: enjoy it because, mm-hmm. um, it really, it, it's very,
1: it's interesting because, you know, it all looks so wonderful and beautiful, you know, on stage and everywhere. And it is, it really is. But it's changed so much that they've taken away, um, a lot of the income you know and uh and that's why a lot of the bands don't make new music you know they just don't do it they just don't want to spend the money because they know they're not going to make their money back Mm. i on the other hand cannot stop
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's you it's who you are man (laughs)
1: yeah so the the disease is so deep that i can't stop you know i'll be like you know i'll be whatever if i wasn't. On the side of the street, I'll still be making music somehow and recording it and finishing yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yep, that's so, awesome. But um, anyway, just to get off this, but I would, it'd be nice for everyone to just kick in a little bit, just just pay a little more attention of what exactly all the artists are going through because it's a you know, it's a big job and uh, they're working really hard for for everyone.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. Music is such a such a music is music is medicine, man. it's, ther- it's therapy for people. I mean, music. I mean, your guys' record got me through some tough times back. I just got out of the military. I don't know what the hell I was going to do with my life. You know, and your record right. came out, and, and you know, I remember listening to Warren's stuff and, and, and Poison and a lot of those bands back then. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just, it was inspiring. It's tough. It's, the, it's the medicine that I needed to get me through the days. So I, I That's right. c- totally That's right. what you're saying, man. People need to get behind you guys. Steelheart, all yeah. you guys
1: conversation at this really big interview for Brazil and they asked me the same question you know what do I think and you know, music and what is it done and I was like, well you know why it's like this music should be free and I agree ok so music should be free so here's what I suggest if the music's free ok like everyone else they go to work and they got electric bills I promise you I got electric bills <laughs> 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 like more bills than anyone ok but what we have to understand is that, okay, so if that's the case, and if a true artist is creating music, a true artist is a channel, right? And it's a channel translating information from the other side, whatever we're receiving can give to you. And in that sense, we're psychologists, hmm. uh, visionaries, lovers, you know, uh, just uh, ambience creators, you know what I mean? All of these things happened in a song and music
0: background music you know what I'm saying? yeah so, so I said well if that's the case or wanted to you know if you want to do that well then treat treat them like buddhists then they should the, the government should the world should take care of these amazing artists Absolutely. You know, and let them uh anyway that was my nah, it's a great thing. rebuttal it's a great point too man no, it's a great it's a great it's a great point so, so also I, I I read your some bio information on you, and you released a Christmas song. It's called the Christmas song. So, just tell the viewers about that.
1: Um, I'm sorry, said
0: it again. The, the song, the Christmas song. Did you release a, a song called the Christmas song?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. I just, I did, yeah. I, uh, I uh, just felt like, um, you know, like I don't know if you guys all heard uh, "Hallelujah" that I did.
0: Yeah, I, I have. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was great. Okay, right. So,
1: I was meaning to, I was going to do a whole Christmas album for this year. And, uh, I just, I just got too busy and just got too crazy. Mm-hmm. So, this is one of the songs that I was going to put on the album. And, you know, it's sitting there, and I'm going, you know, I've got to, I, I can't, When am I going to leave it till next year? No. So, <laughs> I said, let's just put it out. Let's give it, let's give some Christmas spirit. I think it, um, I hope everyone likes it. It just, to
0: me, it just sounds like it puts you in the spirit. Perfect. of Christmas. You know? What's up, man? Have you heard it? You know what? I'm going to listen to it right after this interview. I have not heard it yet. <laughs> nope, I'm going to listen to it, though. I'm also going to promote it on my, you know, on my social media, man, so maybe we can get people to purchase it also.
1: Absolutely. That'd be great. It sounds like, uh, it's like, uh, how would I say, uh, it's a cross between, um, Frank Sinatra
0: and Cole. Hey, man, that's good company, brother. That's good company. <laughs> yeah, just just vocals and piano. That's beautiful, yeah. man. Alright. Yeah. So the, the, the before we move on to some other stuff, I just want to refresh everybody, reset the new records called Rockin' Milan. Now, I'm gonna give you an opportunity at the end of the podcast to tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, but real quick, let's throw it in there now also. So where can people buy this record?
1: Uh, you can actually, you know, you can go uh, right, if you go on SkiHeartStore.com, yep. you can buy it there. Uh, also, if you jump on Facebook, you can you can uh, just get the link, and
0: uh, if you buy it from us, from Steelheart directly, um, you'll get a signed copy. Ah, uh, so that's, that's the way to do I, it. I think,
1: I think it's a better deal, and, uh, and you'll get it um, right away in the United States. No. Yeah, yeah right
0: away. that's a no-brainer for you fans out there, uh, Steelheart fans. I mean, you get a signed, a signed copy of it. Just go to the Facebook page, and I will provide the links too uh, at the bottom of this article for the lead-in article um, along totally. the podcast, so people can just click on there. All right, so let's back up a little bit. Um, I want to, I want to get into a little bit of, of, of you, your your background. Um, I was listening to your interview with Eddie Trunk, um, and I didn't know this, but you're from Croatia. and You came over here when you were five. So I really want to know, like, 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 when you got here, um, how long did it take you to discover your voice, and and when did you know you wanted to really do something with it?
1: Oh uh, well, I, I started. I already started when I was in Croatia. I think I like was four years old. And wow. It and, I, I, and I realized that when I was singing to the radio, mm-hmm. and I was singing singing to all the Croatian sloggers. You know what I mean? The, main, the, the big Croatian song. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I was in the kitchen, I was singing, I was singing, I was singing my ass off You yeah, a little punk. <laughs> and I uh and I swallowed a piece of gum <laughs> I'll never forget it. And um and then I jumped and I this, uh, and I goggled this coffee. That was my breakfast thing, like coffee, like sweet coffee and bread. And, uh that was my breakfast in that day. Pretty insane. Uh anyway, but that's where I really I know it sounds crazy, but I remember it distinctly, you know? And then, um, when we came to the United States, um, my father really, uh, really loved the country music, you know? And uh, so he introduced us to the country music, especially Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. So my brother played guitar, so we, we would play and, and, uh, and I would sing uh, all the country music, you know? and that's where we started and I was like I really loved it even then but when it really really hit me I think that was like I want to say 11 11-12 when I heard left like, that one, Oh yeah know? and I you know I heard Robert Plant, I was like oh, okay this is what I did this is it I'm done I <laughs> am done you know what I yeah. it was it was like it was uh,
0: it was a pact uh with the God Without a doubt. Yeah, really. Really. Robert Plant will do that, man. Because I was—I mean, how old are you, man? Because I'm 53. How, how old are you?
1: I—that's ah, terrible. Even think to think of the age, right? It's incredible. I—I um, I just turned 54.
0: So Friday. You, there you go. So me and you are basically the same age. I mean, I just turned 53 in October, so you're just one year apart. So me and you definitely right. traveled the same. You know, as far as the music, uh, like the Zeppelin, the Stones, and that whole that whole era that kicked in. I was about the same age as you were probably the first time I heard Led Zeppelin. And, and although I'm not a singer, I play a little guitar, but definitely Jimmy Page is who inspired me to play guitar. And I'll never be the guitar player he is, but I feel you, man. The Zeppelin will do that to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like I was at a interview before, you know. You know, they, 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 they've, been, they've been touched, you know by spirit. Yeah, There's a whole other level of spirit. Rolling Stones has been touched by that spirit. The Beatles. I mean, Jesus. The Beatles. They've been. It's. It's like they, they had a meeting with the gods. Yeah. Considering all the music, that kind of music is written so. How it's so perfectly, you know, in layman terms. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like easy but complex. It's just like whoa, okay. Would you guys want really come up with that? Or just would you have
0: to come up it? You know what I mean. You know, you you know. You, you, you bring a huge, a huge point when you said easy but complex. Is I heard somebody one time ragging on ACDC like, "Oh, their music's so easy to play." I'm like, "All right, well, create it. You know, create, create that, yeah. and then sell 100 million records and get back to me, son." <laughs> That's right. The most, the
1: most simplest, the most genius thing is the most simplest thing yeah. because no one sees. You know. No one sees sometimes the smallest beauty that's in front of you. Yeah. But a, a person who is aware, or you know, or sees differently, will will see it. That's oh. that's that's the key, you know. So it's like uh, it doesn't have to be complicated to be genius.
0: You know, it's so. crazy, man. We were just talking about our age. I mean, me being 53 and you 54. Yesterday, Ozzy turned 70. And I'm pretty sure Robert Plant and them guys are already in their seventies. So it's amazing. That's the, I can't even get my head wrapped around that. I mean, that. That's that's insane. Yeah,
1: seventy-five. Yeah, when I was when I was with the Doors with uh, Robbie and Ray, um, I think Ray was uh, 75 or 74 wow. when I was with him. Wow. And uh, yeah, Robbie's seventy-five now, seventy-six. That's so it's insane. like. Yeah, you know, this shit creeps up on you. But I feel like, you know what I feel? I feel like I'm, I'm I want to say, I want to say 35, 36.
0: You That's look 30 like you're 35, you. man. When I, when I, I saw recent pictures of you. I was, like, cursing you almost. I was like, look at this guy. He looks, <laughs> he, I, I, I look 50, I look my age or a little bit older. You look like you're in your freaking 30s still, man. So God bless you, dude. Well, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so let's um, let's go back a little bit. I want I want to also give my my listeners an opportunity to hear from you. Um, and, and a lot of people said, oh, "I don't think you're going to get the guy from Steel Heart." I said, "Yes, I am." And so here he is. So I'm proving everybody wrong. I got him on my show, steelheart Heart. Like what? How did this band happen? Can can you? I know it's probably a longer story than you really want to get into with the details, but can you sum it up a little bit? Like, how did Steel Heart happen? How did how did it get created?
1: Well, I I uh I was in a band called The Mission,
2: mm-hmm. and and I I
1: believe I was 15, 14, 15. And It was like a this was like a new age punk kind of band kind of vibe, and really good band. And Elliot Lewis it was his band. Elliot Lewis went on to play with the uh, Average White Band. Oh yeah, and cool. now and now he's with uh,
2: Hall and Oates. Very really? so, cool. And and
1: uh. And he, these guys were a lot older than me at that time, you know. And uh, so we were jamming at this Night Owl in this club in, in Norwalk, Connecticut. And this guy came over he saw me and he goes in hey and, I think you're amazing. I think I think this band's great, but I don't think you're the, this is your band, I think. You know, I'd like to introduce you to somebody that I think that you guys would really, you know, gel. And... And that was his studio, that he had a rehearsal studio. And, uh, that's when I went and met, uh, when I met, uh, Chris and Jimmy.
2: Hmm.
1: And, uh, and I walked in, we did some, uh, Jetson songs, and, uh, it was like, okay, well, this works. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then, uh, and that, that's basically that's it. That's the way it started. And then we end up, uh, how would I say, pounding the pavement for 11 years. I mean, hitting it hard, turned down left and right until I um, until I got pissed off one day. We made a demo, and then I uh, went to California,
0: literally having dinner with my father. And he says, what are, you, "What are you
1: doing? What are you doing right now?" I said, "I'm going to I'm going to Hollywood to be a star." Huh. He goes, really? And he, he, His Croatian accent. He goes, Do it. Yeah. Oh. And um, sure enough, uh, I went to L.A. I met a couple of people. And I ran into, ran into uh, this manager, I played this the demo to this uh, producer guy, and he tells Stan, he goes, "You really need to hear this this uh, guy sing. You really need to hear his music." He goes, "No, I don't want anymore. I can't, I can't deal with this because I got too many bands and I can't handle another one." I'm sure you can sing great. You look great. I just can't have it. So then he goes, yeah, "You really should hear this." I go, well, let me send it to you. He goes, Okay. Send it to my office in New York. So he Sent gives me the address in New York. He's leaving that afternoon or whatever. I I immediately run down to FedEx and I FedEx it to him overnight. So when he came to the office the next day he was on a desk. You know? hmm So so I so you had to listen to it, you know what I mean? And um, so uh it's funny he left me a message on my phone. And I could hear Angel Eyes, it's in the second chorus, in the background. And his exact words, you fucking prick, you're right in his back.
0: Wow, so you actually wrote the song, you already had I'll Never Let You Go. Angel Eyes was already done, I mean, you before you oh, yeah. made the it big. the whole album. All the songs,
1: all the songs the way you hear them on the record, yeah. they were demoed the same way. Wow. And the demo sounds exactly the same. That's awesome. So I met with him, literally, that was a Monday, right? He came on Tuesday. I flew in Wednesday. No, I flew in yeah, Wednesday. We met Thursday in his office. Friday, he called me at 5 o'clock. He goes, you're going to be signed to MCA Records. Have a good weekend. And that was it. That was how fast it happened
0: overnight. That's incredible. So, so who, enough,
1: yeah, that's the way be hard creative.
0: Who was the first person you called when you got the when you guys got the record deal? Oh
1: that's a good question. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, I'm
0: taking you I back some years that. on that one. I'm guessing maybe your dad was yeah. probably up there in the top couple, right?
1: Yeah, my dad was a parent yeah. I loved him but
0: he was a pain. He was not supportive at all. Nah, he was supportive when everybody when
1: everybody said I was great, then he was like gosh my my son
0: but as far as you know, being supported through the
1: whole thing, no, He was terrible. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So I would, it definitely would
0: have been him. <laughs> you know what? My father, my, my my father was a good was a good, really good dad, but he was so anti rock music. I mean, he he just thought the stuff I listened to was complete shit, and he have yeah. never supported me pursuing a music career either. Man, so I can relate to that. i pretty much. Hey, you know what this guy would do. Discover the Zephyr thing and I started growing my hair a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I my hair a lot. I was like, immediately, in his eyes, I was like, okay, that's it. He's a loser now, and I was going to start Jeez. doing drugs or stuff, you know? Yeah. And,
1: uh, so he would go, and we would get the, get our hair, I would get my hair cut this barber right on Grange Avenue. He goes over and pays the guy off. He goes, you take that off. <laughs> you know, sure. I um, went over, this guy, he butchered me so hardcore. I mean, it was like... And I'm like, oh, I told you you'd take off a little bit. I mean, you just
0: told me took everything, you know? I mean, yeah, shit like that. It's so unbelievable. It like, like cool. a haircut's not going to change what your soul's about. I mean... <laughs> you know? It's like, you're, you're destined to do to sing and, and be a musician, and a haircut's not going to... You know, cut, oh, your dad no. cutting your hair off is, oh. nah, that that obviously that didn't right. work. <laughs> no, that
1: did not work. It was, it was... Yeah, I had my... My
0: uh, my journey
1: with my old man was a difficult one. I, I say that, you know, yeah, yeah. Unnec- Unnecessarily
0: to work, but, but uh, I'm here. That's right, you know? man. You got to overcome that what you have, and um. So when when, so when I'll never let you go. Um, well that that first of all, that song charted very nicely for you guys in the '90s. Um, you had some nice success with that song. Um, when you when you wrote the song though, um, this is it's kind of. A, I was going to ask you this question, but I, I, honestly, I didn't. I when I wrote this question then I thought the song was written after you guys got signed. So now the question's a little bit a little bit trickier because this is a song you guys created before you were signed. But did you have any inkling when you was putting that song together that that one was going to be special? Did you really feel that vibe when you were writing that song? Absolutely.
1: It was, it was the same question somebody asked me a few uh, yeah. interviews. Um, I literally, we were God, I can't remember uh, Rhode Island, that's where Okay. Rhode Island, Rhode Island We went up there, we had some friends up there And we went up to hang out, a bunch of us And we all got hammered <laughs> On uh, Friday or Saturday night, it was, I don't remember And then we went to breakfast You know, did the whole brunch thing And uh, everybody was Taking that And I was on a hammock outside with acoustic guitar. And I wrote probably just about all of it right there. Wow. You know? And I remember singing it. I didn't have all the lyrics together, but I had the chorus. I had the whole thing, that part. And I remember waking up my girlfriend at that time. I woke her up. She was mad, I go, like, I just wrote the biggest hit in my life. I wow. I wrote a hit. I wrote a hit. That's exactly what I said to her. I know it sounds crazy, but I swear to you, I did
0: this Totally believe it, man. I, I totally believe it.
1: And I played it, and I made her listen. <laughs> I made her listen to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. What does she think? What, what does she say about it?
1: Oh yeah, was great. Yeah, great. Wonderful. Sure. Good.
0: Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but you knew. You knew, though.
1: No, I did know. I absolutely
0: knew. That's absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Can you remember where you were when you heard when you first heard that song on the radio?
1: Um, I want to say, I can't remember right now, I want to say when I was driving, no, when I was driving, before the record came out, I was driving down the parkway, I'm excited my record's coming out, like, I don't know, like, like, you know, two weeks or something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. and I'm coming back from rehearsal I'm all happy and everything and I'm listening to the radio and the guy goes and here's a new song from Jeff Healy Angel Eyes I was like you what? oh my god up. are you kidding yeah. me Ah, uh, yeah yeah I was so pissed. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: so unbelievable that's why cause that was the original title of the song Angel yeah. Eyes and then now it's called Never Let You Go Angel Eyes they just go fine, but yeah, it's no. only because of because of uh, because of that. Wow! That, that, what a bittersweet moment. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I had Tom Kiefer on my show um, a couple of years ago, Cinderella guy, and um, mm-hmm. same thing. He said he was driving. His first time he heard himself on the radio, he was driving. I think he actually said they were just leaving LAX or something when they heard their their song. He said it was just an amazing, amazing experience. It must have been for you too, though, even though when the guy butchered the, uh, you know, the the owners of the song. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's extremely, you know, it's like, look, you know, to be an artist and to be recognized is the most beautiful and most difficult thing in the world you know, or everyone who's an artist understands it, Mm -hmm. because, because we have been nothing but criticized, put down, uh, uh, patronized, uh, or pacified with our art and our work, Mm. okay, because it's, because everyone thinks it's such a shot in the dark, you know, When you hear, when you finally hear somebody actually go, hey, this is real, this is, and you, and, you know, you accept it mm. from hearing on the radio,
0: it is, it is extremely emotional and it's beautiful. Yeah.
1: that finally, it's like, oh, okay, finally, somebody sees me, you know, and everything I've been doing. How, so,
0: how does it make you feel when you're on stage and, and, you know, like the chorus comes up and all the crowds singing the words you wrote? I mean, that's got to be an amazing feeling too.
1: It's all um, and everything is, uh, you know, being on stage and seeing the people, here, the beauty, seeing the beauty of everyone, and everyone's smiling and laughing, and you mm. know, I can feel them, I can hear them, I can feel them, you know, and they're feeling me, and it's, it's, um, it's a moment of freedom, you know, for mm. me and for everybody else. That's in awesome the world, in the Coliseum world or whatever wherever I'm playing. You know, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's the gift. That's one of the fringe gift benefits that, that we get
0: that nobody else experienced a part of life. Yeah, man. You know? Have you, you seen the new I Queen mean, movie? Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet? The movie? I have not. I have not. I definitely want to go see that. You got to go see that movie, man. It's a fan, It's a fantastic movie. And there's a scene on there where, where at the end of the movie, of course, Queen does the live aid performance over at Wembley Stadium. And it was like, frick, I think there was like 75,000 people there. It was, it was insane. And yeah, there was just a scene there where Freddie Mercury's on stage and I think that song Radio Gaga, he was singing and everybody, 70,000 people in unison are clapping at the same time and singing that chorus at the same time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask, uh, when he comes on, how's that feel? Because you guys played in some some big ass places, man, all over the world, huh? Uh,
1: yeah, actually, um, I did when I was in Korea, um, 2016. I stayed there for six months performing, and um, oh, excuse me, are you are we recording this? Yeah, <laughs> I got I got bunch I got all these people trying to call me for the, the next interviews. Oh yeah, we but can I'm wrap
0: it up, man. I don't want I don't want to hold up everybody else. Temporarily on hold So Mianko can take a call coming in uh, We're running a little bit late And we'll okay. wrap this up